Welcome to the Dr. Sex Fairy Podcast. I am Dr. Kaval Bhava, America's favorite sex doctor, and I am here to transform your life. My message of sexual and intimate wellness is being heard loud and clear, near and far. The Dr. Sex Fairy Podcast is topping the charts, not just in the U.S., but all over the world. If you are a returning listener, thank you. If you are a new listener, welcome. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast so that you never miss an episode. Make sure that you share this podcast with friends and family because it should not be a secret. If you haven't started following my TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy, you want to. I post videos about all the questions you want answers to but are too afraid to ask. At the time of this recording, I have well over 54 million views in just five months. It is nothing short of a movement. I am, after all, taking the shame out of sex. It is time that we discuss this important topic without fear and embarrassment. There is no reason for men and women to suffer in silence anymore. I am here now, and I will show you exactly why I am America's favorite sex doctor. My last episode, which is episode 43, is called Big Dick Energy, and it has become a major hit. It is about how the size of a man's penis can make all the difference to his self-confidence. I am not saying that a man can only have self-confidence with a big penis. What I am saying is that a big penis sure helps a man strut his stuff in both the world outside and the bedroom. I have always said that a big penis is not just about performance in the bedroom, it's about performance in the boardroom. Big Dick Energy also features the story of my patient Donald whose life changed after his Bava Big Penis Enlargement Procedure. After you finish listening to this episode, make sure you go listen to episode 43. Big Dick Energy will be a game changer for you. Today's episode is about the erection of a man's dreams. It is also about the erection a woman wants and needs in bed. I make dreams come true at my Boca Raton, Florida medical practice, Bava Medical. And I am going to make your dreams come true as well. My guest on the podcast today is Brian Howie, host of the podcast, The Great Love Debate. Brian has been on the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast before, and I am delighted to have him back. Welcome back, Brian. Parachuting in here with some big dick energy. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing here? Aren't you the perfect example of oh, big dick here, energy? Uh, well, I know. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not also a patient, but hey, the day's not over. He we is shall not say. a patient. I'm we not a patient, clarify. but we shall see. Um, I have a question for you just to kick this off on this note, because I've been asked this before and I don't have an answer. So I'm going to ask a professional who does know the answer. I'm going to ask you, this is a two-part question. You ready? I am ready. It's for men and for, so would a woman prefer bigger in her man, meaning thicker, longer, or harder? I think a woman absolutely has to have two of the above. One is thicker and the other is harder. The longer we can, you know, always dispense with if we have to. Thicker seems underrated. It seems like people talk about inches and not circumference. And I am here to change that perception. Yeah, I think that's right. Girth. That's right. Girth is important because you would rather be a short, fat cucumber than a skinny, long English cucumber. And this is not a diss to the English. Is that, a tr- is that true? Like, so most people would, most people, most women would prefer the short, fat cucumber. I think they should understand the, long, the importance cucumber. of a short, fat cucumber because the long English cucumber that's skinny is just going to tickle their vagina, not do a whole lot else. Hmm. Now, most men, 
I think they would rather have the length. Absolutely. And they're wrong in that thinking. Is that they correct? They are wrong in that thinking. Um, so f- if you had to put one first, is it hard? Long well, and man, soft is bad. Well, a man has to be hard to do anything. I, I get that. But sometimes that's overlooked too. Like you, Because a lot of people look at it like, what does it look like? 90% of the time when the guy's checking himself out, he's not hard. And he doesn't think about, again, not me. I'm hard when I check myself <laughs> not out. Not him. He is no. not my patient. Um, when, so they spend too much time looking at themselves in the mirror to evaluate it. And they, they probably overlook the fact that they can be thicker. And they can be harder and stop worrying about, especially when they're looking down on themselves, the length. Is that right? That's right. In fact, most men come to my office and when I'm saying they come to my office, they're coming to me from all over the world at this point. And the number one request they have is that they want to be longer. They want to be longer, right. And they that's- want to be longer. But I've explained to them that while I can make them somewhat longer, girth is where it's at. And right. so I have to that's retrain what the kids their are doing. thinking. Girth. Uh-huh. girth. Yeah. And there, this is the, the deep secret, and you're doing a good job of getting the word out. Girth is what, girth is what matters. Girth, girth is, is where the action is. The big dick energy comes from thick. Thick is good. And hard is good. Hard is good. Right. And hard, I've heard you say this on the podcast before, is blood flow. Yes. Right. Is, is it easier to increase girth or hard? I can increase Hardness. What is the What is the technical term for hard? Hard. That's it? Well, it's not a know, medical condition. Erectile dysfunction is a range. Everybody thinks that erectile dysfunction is if they simply can't get a penis hard. Mm-hmm. That's not true. It is a spectrum. You can exist anywhere from early ED to full-blown ED and impotence or anything in between. And that's still ED. Because here's the thing. ED doesn't start overnight. It starts when you notice that maybe it's taking you a little bit longer to get hard. Or maybe you're going soft a little too soon. You're still lasting a good while, but maybe not as long. And so it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And men need to start recognizing the early signs of ED. And I think if they treat it sooner, they'll have a better result with the outcome. And how many just chalk it up to age, diet, tired, and don't realize that they can do things to reverse the effect or to slow the effect of any of those things? Age and other health conditions have a direct impact on this. Because as men get older, you know, it's not just heart attacks that are more common. ED is more common too. But as you and I have spoken before, ED starts young, in their 20s. And nobody thinks that a man in his 20s is having anything other than the sex of his dreams. Uh Yet two out of every 10, 20-year-olds cannot get it up. Can't get it up at all? Cannot get it up or they cannot maintain it. Some form of ED, 20%. These are the hard numbers. And so men who are older, I know. So (laughs) men who are older need to stop feeling bad about themselves and get out there and do something because they're not alone. The number one thing that a man can do at any age is improve his fitness. He should definitely improve his fitness. He should definitely lose weight if he's overweight. But if there's one thing a man can do, it's increasing blood flow because the number one cause of erectile dysfunction is vascular problems, is blockages. And how can you? The easiest way to increase blood to improve blood flow is no French fries. Like, <laughs> like, is there a at home remedy for this? No French fries would be a sad life. So I do think <laughs> we should all eat French fries. We shouldn't just make them our meal every you day. The long skinny one. You want the short fat one? I'm telling you. Give me the steak fry. Telling yeah. you. So I think the easiest thing to do is to have an in office treatment. It's the most effective. There are some at home devices, but. They're not at the point yet where I would recommend them to my patients. Trust me, if one worked, 
I would be telling my patients to use it. Does it make your life easier and your result easier? So they come in for the in, the the in-office treatment. Yes. Do you give them five things that they also need to do to make the treatment better? Is it drink more water? Is I mean, are there basic rem- I think it's things? a range of things. It's things like don't drink crazy amounts of alcohol. A little bit of alcohol is okay, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be an alcoholic and expect to have good erectile function. You can't be overweight to the point you're morbidly obese and expect your penis to wake up when you want it to. These are small things, but these are big things. How much of it is, is uh, desensit- desensitization because of too much um, self-pleasure? I think masturbation gets a bad reputation. Can men always get it up for themselves? Not always, but that's a very good question. Because yeah. <laughs> when they come to me, one of the questions I ask them is, okay, you can't perform in a partner setting, mm-hmm. but are you able to masturbate? Because that tells me whether it's an anxiety thing, they mm-hmm. just don't think their partner's hard enough. You know, these are all factors that play into it. So right. I always ask that question. And if a man can have perfectly fine masturbation, then I don't think it's ED at all. It's psychological. And what is the percentage of that? Like, are mo- is most people, do most people, men say yes to that? No. Most people are like, no, I can't get it up even for me. Most people have a combination. I think they can usually perform better when they're masturbating. But even when they're masturbating, they're finding a decline in function. Huh. Do the women, you know, her first, there's always blame involved. She sometimes feels, oh my God, he doesn't find me attractive. And then, oh my God, there's something wrong with him. And your job is to be, this can be perfectly normal, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, no matter, and and is that the biggest challenge you have is to sort of desensitize the stigma of it so people come and get help? That is the biggest problem I face personally is just letting people know it's okay to ask for help because there's so much shame and embarrassment associated with this that men are afraid to come out and accept it even to themselves. And, you know, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. You have to first say, I am so-and-so and and I'm an alcoholic. Until you accept the fact that you have a problem, Mm -hmm. no one can help you. Even Dr. Sex Fairy can't help you. So they have to make the effort to pick up that phone and call my office. And I can take it from there. Mm -hmm. But that initial call needs to be made. How does a man assess hardness? How does he, is it just how he feels or does he need to have a squeeze test from a variety of women? Well, I'll make it simple (laughs) for you. Can he penetrate? Can he penetrate? Probably can, but she can tell the difference though between he's rock hard and mostly hard. Yes, I agree. But the question is also over time, has her vagina become more lax? There's another thought, right? Right. Because I treat with Two to not tango. I have a couple that comes to me, Jim and Cindy. So Jim and Cindy's story has been picked up around the world. They're my patients. Their story resonates with many because they are 69 and 70 years old, yet they are having the sex of a younger person's dreams. They are getting it on twice a day, and sometimes they have nooners. Jim actually wore a T-shirt to my office once that said, Beyond Legendary, and it was hysterical because he is. Mm -hmm. Now, how did that happen? She came to me first. She said to me, I've started dating this guy. I like him a lot. I want to have sex. He wants to have sex, but our function just isn't there. So first, I fixed Cindy's vagina, and then Cindy brought in Jim. And then I made Jim have the penis and erections of his dreams. And now, as a couple, they're rocking it in their 70s. Is there any reason why she went first? I think she accepted the problem Chicken or the vagina? Who goes first? I'm telling you. Um, But is that a thing? Like, let's try you first, him first? Is that a conversation? 
Well, I think sometimes partners don't even tell each other. Right. And and women are really women terrible. are becoming more open um, with their lack of, I guess, elasticity because they all sort of say they can't do a jumping jack without peeing now. They need to do the Kegels and things are loosened. Yeah, right? but you know, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Kegels by themselves can only do so much. Right. Now I actually have a device in my office. It's a vaginal probe, like an ultrasound probe or a dildo. You literally put it in the lady's vagina and it does the Kegel for them. It's not that it is the lazy woman's Kegel. It's that it is so much more powerful and mm-hmm. effective that she can be Kegeling at the red light all day long uh-huh. and it won't do a damn thing compared to what my machine can do for her. Is there a male equivalent of a Kegel? Yes, we do have a chair for that. And we do use that. <laughs> a chair for that? Yes. Oh my God. Making what kind dreams of, come what true, What kind Brian? of chair is this? Can I watch football in this chair? You absolutely can. <laughs> so what goes on in this chair? Well, Am I strapped? What happens? You're here? not strapped. And it doesn't hurt. Could I be strapped? We could if okay. you want to get kinky. <laughs> kind of. So what happens in this chair? It stimulates the pelvic muscles. From and- behind? From underneath and all around. And basically what it's doing is it helps a man have better erections, stay harder longer, and even be more sensitive and enjoy sex more. Are they hard in the chair? Is that okay? Well, they could be hard in the chair. Certainly when I do the Bava Wave treatments on them with shockwave therapy, they do get hard sometimes. And we have to tell them it's okay. Don't be embarrassed because they're so mortified. They think that we misunderstand. I'm not saying that's flattering as a woman, but it's flattering as a doctor. Is very flattering as a doctor. I'm like, see, look at that. See, I made that. It happen. works though. That is the yes, goal, right? That's the goal. That's what I tell them. I say, this is a compliment. Don't worry. Right. That's so weird. Um, back to the harder question because I'm still a little puzzled on that. Say he's not, you know, he got to get to the point where he's confident enough to put it in the vagina. Yes. Feeling your own hardness seems nebulous. At no, best. no, no. I think men know. They know if it's not hard enough. They know if it's not hard enough. They tell me that. They're like, I think it's not standing up straight. Well, the thing is that they know how difficult it is sometimes to enter a vagina when they're not hard enough. They may be hard. Well, let me rephrase that. They're hard enough to get in, but they're not hard enough to get in easily. Mm -hmm. And they're not hard enough to maintain it and to perhaps pleasure her as much, assuming her vagina isn't loose as well. I've seen a lot of commercials now for the, what's the bent, the bent one called? Peronis? Yeah. Peronis is a real problem. It's a real problem and it's painful, but some women want that. They want a little curve. They want a little fish hook, right? A little fish hook can be nice, (laughs) but the problem is if it's too hooked, you risk breaking the penis too. And you can do that. I've read that you can do that, right? It's cartilage. What are you breaking? Yeah, I mean, you don't have bones in a penis, but you can absolutely hurt the ligaments. So for all those cowgirls out there riding their man, be a little careful. I know. You... That just seems terrible. It's sad because, you know, a woman's more likely to orgasm on top, but it's also the position. Is that which, true? Yeah, it's true. Fun fact. Fun fact. Because, you know, you know why? Because she can control. That's mostly she because can control, she can control her body in but, a way that she yeah, knows where to put Yeah, but it's also the fact that the clitoris is getting stimulated more because she's brushing up against it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a great position for her, but she has to be careful that she doesn't get overzealous and break the poor guy. Right. Then that would not be nice. Then he's not uh, longer, thicker, or harder. That's right. Um, are, are there? Have you ever gotten a patient where you're like, listen, you know, there's women out there who continually get breast augmentation to the point where it's circus. Mm-hmm. Are there men who are just like, I, I, they can never be big enough for them in a way. They're like, I, I still feel too small. And you're like, oh my God. 
Well, I, I know in what you're saying, but the thing is, what you're talking about is body dysmorphic disorder. Right. But I don't think most of these men are dysmorphic. I think they just come to the office. They've never thought that this could be done. Then I, you know, my way of doing the enlargement is very different. That's what makes me so famous around the world is that I've been a pioneer in non-surgical penis enlargement. Mm-hmm. So not only do I make it bigger, I make it better long-term by increasing collagen production. So when they come get it done, they're just astounded. They're like, that's all? That's all it took? And then they say, I need to do more of this. Are most men trying to get back to where they were or get to a place they've never been? I think most men would love to go to a place they've never been, and that's the aim. So not only can I take you back to where you were at 25, I can take you to where you never were at 25. To a place you never thought was possible. Right. Not in this lifetime. And you bring up the the confidence. So it's a confidence. It's strange. I agree with you totally on that, that it does translate into you know, for lack of a better term, being the big swinging dick in the boardroom. Like it does. They just feel better about it themselves. It really does. It's not great that that is such a big thing to the men. It shouldn't matter, but it does matter. It does and we can't matter. pretend that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you can say all you want that, oh, it's just societal pressure and women are putting pressure on men. No, no, no. They have done studies where they've asked men, how big are you? And men exaggerate. For instance, there was this study out of King's College in London. It was a study that included men ranging from 17 to 91 years old and over 15,000 men. And they found that the average penis size erect is 5.1 inches. Later on, there was another study done Mm -hmm. which asked men how big you are. And do you know that the majority of them were saying over 6 inches? And only 29%, if I remember correctly, said that they were below 6. Clearly someone's lying. Mm -hmm. And then when they actually... Are most men out there measuring? You think that's a thing? I read a study somewhere that 85% of men have measured their penis and that 40% of women have measured their partner, which seems so dysfunctional. That seems very weird. How What is she hoping is to discover? And again, at what? I'm not sure the ruler would make it absolutely the hardest either. I think, talk about performance anxiety. I that mean, would be very, God, very stressful. How, how does that make the poor man feel? You're literally measuring his penis. I know. That would be weird. And how, I just don't, I don't no tell, my, I don't tell sticks, my women please. to go measure their men. I mean, please don't do that. Yeah, that's horrible. That, that's not good. You know, it's also a tough challenge, though, the, the, because you bring up it brings in confidence. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you could assume that the alpha in the room is the alpha because he has the big penis and he's confident about that. On the other hand, you could look at it like he's the alpha in the room to compensate for the fact that he doesn't. That's the challenge for women. I agree. You know, when you look at those men with those big trucks, with those massive tires. Yeah, I think that they're comp- overcompensating for I that. Mean, I think the loud sports car yeah, is that. But- yeah, every woman thinks he's compensating for something. Then again, you know, I love a loud sports car and I'm a woman and I don't even have a penis. So um, there is that. This might be a, a strange question, but I'm sure you've been asked this before. Is a taller man more likely to come to you or a shorter man? I don't think it matters. So I don't get those files? I don't get the stats? I can't break this down? Listen. I mean, I'm not saying it, it matters, matter. but who's more likely, a tall guy who's like I, disproportionately or a smaller guy who's trying to compensate. I get all kinds. Me at all kinds. I get all kinds. In fact, recently- The overweight guy, it's going to seem smaller though, and he should probably lose some weight. Well, I agree with that, but- um, You can't see it. You can't assess it. I agree. But recently I had a very, very handsome six foot something man come to my office. When you look at him, he has it going on. You can't imagine why this man would feel that he has anything Mm -hmm. to prove or achieve. Yet I have done two enlargements on him. He had a very long penis to begin with. He just wanted to be thicker. I don't think he is lacking confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's doing it for any woman. I can't imagine he's had any complaints. 
but he wants to do it for himself. And the way I look at it, why do men get so much shame for wanting a bigger penis? Women don't seem to get any shame for wanting bigger boobs. No, they don't, but that's changed. So the way women used to um, hide or not talk openly about any kind of procedure, you know, they weren't bragging about getting Botox. Mm -hmm. Now they're having Botox parties, they're joking about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. We may just not have caught up, um, you know, 15 years ago, men were shamed for going to therapy, you know, and doing that. I think the more self-improvement, you know, whether it's mental or physical, whatever, is more mainstream. I think that's going to come out. I mean, we have Jimmy Johnson doing commercials for Extends and, you know, talking about erectile dysfunction. You have celebrities doing that and there are endorsements and people are talking about their problem that, that I think, you know, you always have to put a face to it. The more faces are, look at how happy my wife is. Mm -hmm. I did this. Then there's less shame. Then there's more pride in, hey. Not that I had a problem and I got solved, but I took things to a higher level and I'm rocking. I think that's the case with the gentleman I mentioned to you who's yeah. over six feet tall, handsome, very successful, has a long penis, just wanted it thicker for himself. And now he's happier. And he sent me a note the other day talking about how grateful he was. And he literally said, you gave me big dick energy. No joke. Well, we, we talk about length in terms of inches. Do, how do you talk about thicker? Is there a, is there a measurement? Because it's smaller increments that people can't really understand. Are we into the metric system here? How what do we what are you saying? Circumference, diameter. What what do you say? I can I'm give talking you, circumference. And you say is it a measurement? It is a measurement, and I can tell you now. I'm not measuring them because I don't think it's necessary. Because right. I don't care. About you say give me another inches. inch. In- I don't do that. I say I can make you thicker. Let's see where we can take this. And also, I don't limit myself. Because I know I can make them bigger than they ever imagined possible. Do you lay out a bunch of fruits? No, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, everything's about that. I want. But I do well, talk I mean, about the English you, cucumber. Well, when you go in to get, uh, get uh, breast augmentation, they show you the photos. I know, but they are putting an implant Supposedly. in. They are putting an implant in, which can be controlled. Correct. So there's not a, there's not a fruit. There's not, a, there's not a line of penises in my office and you get to pick I mean, one. there's not a bunch of bananas and cucumbers or whatever and be like, give me the... Or eggplants. Or eggplants. Give me yes. the eggplant. No, which one? The big one or the no, small Right. One? That's not on your website. No, it's not like on the my eggplant. Website, no. $29.99. No, no, it's a discussion that we have and we decide, okay, this is the goal. Mm-hmm. And we. And you just say thicker it. and it's. it's I, how do you. I can make them thick as hell. And thick as hell seems reasonable. Yeah. You know, because unless it's big enough to be painful to a vagina, thicker is better. Right. And remember, Men are so fixated on length, the depth of the vagina, the very deepest parts of it, aren't necessarily feeling pleasure. They can feel a penis. They like the sensation of something filling the cavity. But it's the outer ends of the vagina that are really sensitive, that have the receptors. So when the outer part of the vaginal canal stretches to receive the penis, Mm -hmm. that's the part that feels good. The rest is just icing on the cake. Is it, do you do any work? How do I say this um, medically? I wish I had your fruit here. <laughs> well, let's say I had some mushrooms here. Uh-huh. Can I you improve mushrooms. the head? I can improve the head to some extent. I don't put How important filler. is the head? It is important because here's the thing. I make penises big. I make the shaft really big. So, so the shaft head, is the term. Is head the term? The head will turtle in if I don't do something to keep the head out. So I do. <laughs> it's true. I think Brian you're right. Dying turtle, there, I, think, those that I, think, I think the medical term is turtle in. I, I believe that's the... The scientific. You got uh, the point, thing. didn't you? I, I do. I agree. So you're basically the thickening happens in the shaft. 
It does. Okay. But I can also make the head a little bit bigger. Can. Yes, I can. Is that with a mallet? Or... Not a mallet. Mallet okay. was not, would not be good for my Google ratings. It might because it would swell up like a. It could. Yeah. It could. Short term. So so we may also. I'm sure damage. there are guys doing that, and they should they should go to Doctor Sexfairy. Stop whacking yourself with a mallet you to know what, swell it up. What what people do that they need to stop doing is putting weights on their penis. There is such a thing. There are doctors out there that are telling people to that it's okay it. to put. Yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. Well, I know, but I I get it. I mean, everybody's trying home remedies. I mean, think of it this way. Yeah, I, know. I could make a lot of money selling people penis weights. Mm-hmm. I don't do that, do I? Because I have integrity and a reputation to maintain. Can I buy penis weights? Is that a thing? It is a thing. Oh. That's... It's insane, but yeah, it's Yeah, that thing. seems insane. It's kind of like yoni eggs. You know, when women are yes. shoving jade up their vagina, yeah. how stupid is that? Right. It doesn't do anything but make yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow richer. Yeah. Don't get all goop with your don't vagina. Don't get goopy with your vagina, correct. Right. So just if you just say like, listen, I'm going to make you thicker and you're going to be happier. She's going to be happier. That's mm-hmm. good. And you say, just leave it up to the sex fairy. I will handle this. I say I will handle this. And I have yet to disappoint anyone. Well, there you go. Can't ask for more than that. Yeah. Making dreams come true. There you go. They don't call me Dr. Sex Fairy for nothing. See, question, answer. See? I came in here with a handful of questions and I got my answers. Now you were talking about thickness and girth and everything. And I think I should probably specify that the average flaccid penis, the circumference is about 3.66 inches, which is 9.31 centimeters, because people listen to this all over the world, so I've got to go into centimeters too. And erect, the girth is about 4.59 inches or 11.6 centimeters, which is still smaller seems, than a woman wants. See, that seems long to me. I mean, that seems like not like a lot. Wait, so... Hard, the average is six inches. The circumference of a Hot. flaccid penis. Yes. According to that study of over 15,000 uh-huh. men, the flaccid girth or circumference mm-hmm. is 3.66 inches or 9.31 centimeters. Okay. That seems reasonable. Yeah. And then erect or hard, it goes up to 4.59 inches or 11.6 centimeters. But a woman wants a man. Can we get a tape measure in here? I don't know what that is. We're not doing that right now. Okay. Um, A woman wants a man thicker. So women need to, I think, women out there, cover of Cosmo, Mm -hmm. should be ask for your thickness. There's there's too much talk about length. There is too much talk about length. And if I am to actually tell you that women want a man thicker, they want him considerably thicker. And women have a have a very interesting. So they think he's not. He might be close on the length, but most men, women are dissatisfied. Well, with women the want thickness. him longer too because the average man erect, remember, is five point one inches. Right. A woman wants him to be, if it's a long term partner, six point three inches long. We aren't even close. We're not even in the same vicinity. Do you sometimes measure the the couple? Do you measure the woman and say, "How here we're we're three quarters of an inch apart between the two of you, and let's no. meet halfway"? No, because I don't care about numbers. Well, you, she's particular. If she's not terribly um, far off, and he's far off, then you do more work on him. No, it's not about that. Oh. Because nobody's coming to me saying I measured my partner and I want him to be longer, or you know, I need to be this much longer. They just want to be bigger. They want to be longer. And I well, personally, you, so you don't feel, say how much longer. No, I don't, because okay. I think that's silly. Yeah, I agree with you, but because I'm not here promising somebody that they're going to be 1.15 inches bigger or this. But or they that. must came in and say, "Doctor, can you can you give me another inch or two? Yeah, that <laughs> and, they do. Uh, right, and your answer to that is what? Trust me, we'll get there. Okay, that's reasonable. But most women are actually wanting 
a partner to be in a long-term scenario 4.8 inches around. But the average man is only 4.59 or 4.6, That's right? pretty close. Yeah, but if it's a, you know, a one-night stand or a casual relationship, she actually wants him bigger. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five inches. Because he's got to be better than the well, husband. Well, he's got to be worth it. <laughs> got to be better than the guy at home. That seems like a little bit, but I guess the the, the devil's in the details. Like that's just, you know, from here to there is well, that's what it takes know, to do it. It's consistent though. A woman, yeah. when she's looking at a long-term partner, will settle for one inch less in length and 0.2 inches less in circumference. Basically, she's willing to settle, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. saying settle, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. She's willing to settle for a guy who's otherwise got other things going for him. Because she knows after she has kids, you know, she doesn't want the... Well, microscope on her either. Well, probably, but you know, she's she's okay with making do with a guy who's got other things going for him. But if this is just a short-term scenario, she's not settling. That makes sense, I suppose. It had better be worth I'm it. I'm mostly here for the fun. Mm-hmm. Bring the fun. Bring the fun. Get out of here with your point two too small. Yeah, we're not interested girth. in micro penises at that point. <laughs> the the average is that the do you know the difference between the median and the mean? Because I'm not this sure I mean. do. That's the mean. Mm-hmm. So that's if you take them all. If you take them all. Not the biggest and the smallest, and that's the middle. Is that mm-hmm. the difference? That my mm-hmm. um, high school math Yeah, so this approximation. is the mean. Oh. But, you know, here's the thing. Those days of having to settle with a smaller penis, whether it's length or girth, are gone. Now, I don't do surgical penis enlargement. I don't believe it's necessary. But there are doctors out there who put in implants. I don't like them because... You risk nerve damage, bleeding, other problems. And also, you can always feel that implant later. You won't believe how many women and men come to me because the guy says, here, doc, I got this implant, but now she can feel the ridges. She doesn't oh, like giving yeah, me a blowjob. Yeah. I mean, what woman wants do to you, feel that? Do you deal with reductions? I don't. More women are probably, if, if you asked all the women and mm-hmm. you said, do you remember the biggest one you ever dealt with? Most people don't remember. Most women would not remember that fondly. Well, actually, I have yet to come across a woman who complained about a man who was too big, personally, in my patient population. Okay. I, I, I think they want bigger than he is and just big enough. But the, the, the well, egg, I don't think the painful. women want the eggplant. Nobody wants to wants it to be painful. But then most men have a tough time getting there anyway. So you've never heard the, oh my God, I saw it and I was like, get that thing away from me. You've never heard I've that heard story? It, okay. But then they enjoyed it anyway. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, nobody <laughs> wants to be hurt. You don't, you don't want to be impaled by a well, penis. Some people want the challenge. I that don't know. That doesn't sound pleasant. Some people are like, get that thing. Um, how often do you deal with gay couples? I do fairly often because we are in Fort Lauderdale. We have a large gay population. Do they have to stay in sync or just one have to keep up or is it the same? I don't know. I think gay men are probably more conscious of their penis. There's a little more competition in the gay world, I think. Yeah, probably. Okay. Good the fewer to go around, I think the competition's stiffer. Okay. Fun unintended. <laughs> oh, the gay guys are having all the fun. All right. I love my gays. They're good guys. I'm sure. They're a lot of fun. Right. Twice the pleasure, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Twofer. You do a twofer <laughs> on you guys. Well, some are givers, yeah. some are takers, I, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's why somebody went, why on a small? I don't know. I don't know the rules. Yeah. I haven't seen one gay man who wants... To, you know, have an average penis. They want to be legendary. And there's nothing wrong with being legendary, like Jim. I That's probably true. I mean, I guess everybody wants to be legendary because mm-hmm. they want to be talked about. They want to be remembered. And, mm-hmm. and if it's like, you know, oh, my God, it's too big for me, that guy probably doesn't feel too bad. Yeah. All right. Good times. 
Dr. Saxbury, making people legendary. Always. Good. So, Brian, how can people find you? Oh, how can people find me to, to answer all the questions or uh, raise the... My job is to raise the questions, not to give the answers. The sex fairy gives the answers. Uh, go to greatlovedebate.com. Um, subscribe to the Great Love Debate with Brian Howie podcast uh, and Great Love Debate on all the socials where sometimes we talk about this stuff. Well, I've been on the Great Love Debate. Sometimes yeah. you do talk about fun sometimes things we like do. the doctor's People sex ask fairy. for more of it and um, I don't feel qualified to bring it in, so we bring in a pro. Like there you, you go. There you go. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you for being here today. I'm very enlightened. I hope I don't know if are. I'm better endowed, but I'm better enlightened for being here. Yes. You know, if you come to the office, we can fix that too. <laughs> there we go. I'll check my calendar. All right. To my listeners, thank you as always for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to leave me a five-star review. Share this podcast. You have got to share the good times, the transformation, and the fun I bring. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like to get in touch with me, email me at askme at drsexfairy.com. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review. And make sure you follow my blockbuster head TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy.